Thank you for joining us today for Wandering in the Word, where we read and discuss the upcoming week's lectionary texts at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. This is Wandering in the Word for Sunday, February 19th. It is Transfiguration Sunday. Dun, dun, dun. I wonder if that's anybody's favorite liturgical holiday. Ooh. I mean, no, uh, no, maybe I've not. never I... met anybody that has that, but. <laughs> well, it, it's the same every year, kind of like, you know, is. Christmas. We read the same story from Jesus' life year yeah. after year after year after year. Mm. I don't know if it ever makes more sense. Um. Well. <laughs> this time, because we are recording a podcast, it will. We're going to crack the code. We're going to crack the code of this text. I know it. This will be the oh, year. Let's do it. I'm excited. All right. Um, so we've got uh, Matthew uh, chapter 17. Does someone want to read that one? I can do it. All right. Uh, Matthew <clears throat> chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared with them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them. And from the cloud, a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples overheard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to, to you, you, oh Christ. Christ. All right, there it is. Well. Hopefully um, people have had like a good imagination. Yeah. But as we were reading this, they were envisioning something. I feel like this was like a very visual, a very audio-visual experience. <clears throat> Probably yes. hard to write about. I, I like, still can feel you just like... summarize that in a few short verses? <laughs> I mean, you know, I still feel like it was kind of like a dance party. Ooh. With the smoke machine going and like Jesus was, you know, bedazzled with the shiny face and I mean it had to be kind of confusing and disorienting. Well it yeah. says they were talking but it, it doesn't say that they weren't dancing. That's true. Ooh. You know that's true. <laughs> Elijah I mean, and Moses. Just these old like old, old Testament dudes with white hair, elderly Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they were they were dancing on the inside at least. They were in dance mode for sure. <laughs> they were in dance mode, yes. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> well and, that, and it's it is an interesting story, I think. So, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're up there they don't, I mean, they're at a mountain, so we know something. High mountain. A high mountain, so something special. Not the turtle probably, mountains. <laughs> uh, I was in the turtle mountains this weekend. Oh, that's good. When you get to that point and you can see uh, North Dakota and like Montana the all the way to yeah. the Rocky Mountains, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they're up high and they come and, you know, um, Jesus is transfigured before them. Like, they just say that like we yeah. know what that is. It's like, oh yeah, like you do. Uh-huh. And then uh, his face shone like the sun, so really bright. And then his clothes became dazzling white. And then Moses and Elijah are there talking with Jesus. And to all of this, Peter's fine. He's like, we should just hang out here. He, like, formulates a response <laughs> yeah, and like, checks it's in good. about it. Lord, this is good. Like, mm-hmm. let's let's build a, build a house. We can hang out here. We'll just be here forever. Um, 
And then, while all this is going on, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and the voice of God says, you know, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I'm all pleased. Listen to him. And that, at that point, <laughs> disciples fall to the ground and are like, wah, this is scary. I don't know what to do. Um, all the rest of it up to that point was fine. Like having two dead people come back, sure. fine. Like, well, Elijah was taken up in a chariot of fire. That's true. So it wasn't a conventional death. <laughs> yes. I actually had a confirmation kid ask me last week if Elijah actually died. Or Ooh. what it meant that he was taken up in a chariot of yeah, fire. And I was immortal? like, you need confirmation 2.0. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's the 400 That's level seminary class. level yeah. questions. But, um, but yeah, that's the story that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot and Moses is kind of representative <clears throat> of the law, of course, because he was the sort of facilitator of the Ten Commandments. And then Elijah, who's sort of the foremost prophet in yeah. our tradition. So we have the law and the prophet and the, the Messiah. And then this confirmation that it, <laughs> it, it's also the Son of God. Yeah. This is my son. And that, that line, this is my son, the beloved, with whom I'm well pleased, is a, an echo back to baptism. Yeah. Right? I don't know if it's word for word. The listen to him might be an ad at this stage. I feel like that's added, but I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they, I mean, these particular disciples, I don't think were at the baptism because Jesus called them after, I think. But, you know, that's that's like sort of God's go-to announcement about Jesus, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And that was the part that, like, really caught him off guard, like... Well, because what do you think the voice of God sounds like? It's like that really deep rumbling thunder that you can Mm -hmm. feel in your chest, maybe? yeah. That would knock. That could knock me to the ground. I could see that. Yeah, I could see that being terrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think another interesting thing is trying to think about this, like in our own lives. You know, for like mountaintop experiences. I don't know if you all have had, you know, times where you just felt either really close to God or felt like n- nudged by God or something like that. I, I feel like I've had a few in my life, and without fail, with, within a heartbeat, it seems like, or at least like the next day, I'm like doubting it or questioning oh. it and going, did that really, like, did mm-hmm. that really happen? And, um, you know, it's nice that the Peter and James and John are together because they could all be like, do you remember? They like, can right? confirm it to each other. <laughs> you saw yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you experienced that. It wasn't just that. me dreaming. Um, but that is kind of, I think, a common human thing, you know, the, the doubt, the, yeah. the questioning, the, 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 the reason or whatever it is. Like, did that really happen? Um, I think that kind of makes me think of that last that last sentence. Jesus orders them, tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. That, like, there's a time... Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a time to share. There's also, like, a time to not share. I don't know. We were just talking about uh, Rihanna's sort of pregnancy <laughs> reveal yeah. during the Super Bowl. <clears throat> and that's a situation where, like, you might have this big, huge, amazing, life-changing news, but, like... You're not sharing it publicly yet, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to live in that space. And yeah. I think when that's the analogy in my mind of these uh, disciples, <laughs> like having seen this and experienced this, and like just keeping it to themselves. Yeah. Don't that's, don't tell anybody. It's hard. When I had to, and I know Jesus is you know, in Matthew, has referenced you know his death and his resurrection, but at, at no point did the disciples really seem to get it until it happens, right? And so, like, I have to think like. It's kind of funny to imagine them going, okay, so don't tell anyone about the vision. And then Jesus says, you know, until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. And they're like, wait, what's happening again? Like, you're doing what? You're dying and then coming back? Like, yeah. 
A lot of questions, I would think. Yeah. A lot of questions. But um, I have to say one more thing about this because Peter's response. Um, I'll, I'll make three dwellings here. Like let's let's savor this moment a while. Mm-hmm. I think the modern um, the modern sort of thing is to uh, want to take pictures and videos yes. of everything so you can keep it forever. Mm-hmm. And so like I was on vacation in January and whenever we were at an event or something cool started happening, there's, there was like this semicircle of people around it with their cell phones out mm-hmm. recording it or taking pictures. Um, and then not even really experiencing the event kind of mm-hmm. firsthand, but making sure they had a record of it, wanting it to, I don't know, just to, to hang on to it. And I feel like that's such a human inclination like we're experiencing something good like how can we make sure it lasts and then the reality of life is that like we get a series of moments and like nothing we don't get to hang on to stuff like that we get to experience it yeah we get to reflect back on it we get to learn from it but we don't get to stay there yeah on another interesting thing that that we might see on Sunday is uh, these two pictures and one is from Michael Jordan in 1998 <laughs> sinking this really famous shot in game six of the National Basketball Association <laughs> championship and he's there and you can see the, the the fans all just going yeah and then LeBron James last week broke the scoring record. I had heard that. Um, I don't know what the points were but he broke like the all-time scoring record from Kareem Abdul-Jabbar like a, a record no one thought would ever fall and it's this very similar shot he's, he's going back for the shot and every single pick person in the audience has their phone up. Yes. Every single person. And it's, so it's like, mm. you know, about 25 years difference in timelines. But yeah. like, just that the juxtaposed, changed. Changed. like how mm-hmm. changed we are. And how, how like, if you don't have a picture. It didn't happen. It didn't yes. happen. You weren't there. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Like, you were there in person and you mm-hmm. still watched it through a screen. Yeah. The right. same as everyone else watching it online yeah. and on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's just an interesting. That's only 25 years. I and mean, that's. Wow. I remember both of those events, you know, so it's, it is very interesting to just think how much we've changed. But that idea of like being present in the moment versus like doing it for Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it is different. It is different. So. Huh. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, <laughs> There's sure. so much in this. We can't talk mm-hmm. for like half an hour about this, this one passage. But um, just to note that in, in verse four, <clears throat> as Peter is um, proposing his three dwellings, he does start that that thought with, if you wish, like, mm-hmm. if you wish Jesus. So, like, he didn't go start collecting lumber to build, to, like, put his idea into action. Like, he first checked in with yeah. Jesus. And um, I was reading this with a, a few other pastors yesterday, and someone brought that up. I thought, you know what, that that's an important model for the mm-hmm. church today because we are in a time of, um, of rapid change, and we're trying a lot of experiments and trying new things. And, and always to be mindful of, like, checking back, like, checking in um, spiritually, like, praying, discerning. Is this is this your wish? Is this a good way to respond? Is this a good way to move forward or no? Yeah. And Jesus is kind of like, yeah, like the, we're going a different direction. Yeah. <laughs> forget forget that. Um, God, God interrupts with the cloud and the voice and, and whatever. But if you wish. If you're, that, that's a really good point. I, that might make it into my sermon on Sunday, too. So You can uh, credit Sylvia Bull for that. Okay. I was going to give you credit for it. Oh, but. no, I don't deserve it. Um, well, we have another reading that is very connected to this story from Exodus. Um, Exodus 24, yeah. verses 12 through 18. That's the one. <laughs> I'll read it. All right. The Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and wait there. 
and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and the commandment which I have written for their instruction. So Moses set out with his assistant, Joshua, and Moses went up into the mountain of God. To the elders he had said, Wait here for us until we come to you again, for Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a dispute may go to them. Then Moses went up on the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day he called to Moses out of the cloud. Now the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a devouring fire on the top of the mountain in the sight of the people of Israel. Moses entered the cloud and went up on the mountain. Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I guess there's a few parallels there. There's a couple. <laughs> this the, the transfiguration story makes all the more sense in some ways when we, we have it paired with this. Not 100%, but... Yeah, like there's good precedent for God uh, encountering, or people encountering, hu- God encountering humans, humans encountering God, you know what I mean. Yeah. On top of a mountain with clouds and voices and, and all that kind of thing. Yeah. Moses had to wait a lot longer, it seems, than yeah. Jesus and the disciples did. I mean, six days? So this is so interesting because before we started, I had looked at this first line in our gospel text that says six, six days oh. later, so that's how it opened. I was like, six days later after what? Like, what just happened? And so I went and I looked, and in Matthew chapter 16, it's just Jesus talking. Like, he's just doing some teaching. And so six days later, I was like, that that barely makes sense. And then I just kind of let it go. And then reading this Exodus text, I'm like, oh, I see that that maybe this is Matthew's very intentional attempt to draw people's imaginations back to Moses, back to this story where the sixth day, six days, and on the seventh day, God spoke to Moses um, suddenly they can start to see this transfiguration story through this lens of of tradition gone by, you know? Yeah, when we're, I, I hadn't done that, but the, right before this is Jesus' time of like, take up your cross, follow mm-hmm. me, you, know, you can't be my disciples unless you lose your life, kind of, which is Some kind of uplifting his, stuff. very hard stuff, <laughs> but it is kind of like the new commandment in a sense, um, this, you know, that Jesus is, does not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it, as we heard a couple weeks ago. Um, so since Moses is dealing with the Ten Commandments here, and we've got Jesus kind of doing a new thing, yeah, the, the parallels are that six days later and six days waiting on the mountain. I think you're right. I think there's... Numbers are rarely used without purpose in the Bible. Yeah, so, it usually means something. Um, I mean, even at the end, you know, 40 days and 40 nights is a call back to the ark and and a lot of stories even elijah in the wilderness and i mean 40 days and 40 nights kind of just like a formula in scripture that just means like you know a long time well next week with (laughs) jesus temptation in the wilderness 40 days and 40 nights um lent is 40 days yeah we like those numbers yeah really do one little interesting funny thing i when you were reading this pastor brandy Mm -hmm. um um in verse 14, it says, you know, hang out here, Aaron and her are with you. Whoever has disputes may go to them. Yeah. I just thought that was, like, the most interesting. Like, you could tell them anything. Like, yeah. hang out, eat, like, yeah. do your chores, whatever. But, like, no, these Watch two are here to God. deal with the disputes. Because that is the most <laughs> common thing we deal with. Is a foregone conclusion that's going to happen. We're going to be gone for a few days. You're going to fight. And so take them to these people. That is a very practical provision. <clears throat> and I like that he found sort of a substitute for himself to listen yeah. to this. Yes. <laughs> 
It's like, you know, we, we like to think that back in the day, they just had it all figured out. The good old days. The yeah. good old days. Uh, they, they never fought. And, not Bible characters. Uh, apparently they disputed all the time too. So, um, but yeah, that, that kind of puts us together into transfiguration then. Um, this the old and the new and the Jesus kind of being called the beloved and sent out on a mission and dazzling white clothes and shiny faces and did you have any uh, reflections from the children, youth, and family sort of uh, perspective as we <laughs> have spoken continuously for the last You're little so while at... here? Uh, we'll fill the air. Don't worry. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think both of these are in the Spark Bible. Oh, so I think these can oh, be good. I could look on the other side, maybe. I think they are. But so these could be fun ones to read. Uh, with your kiddos and I did go to I was just at the youth worker extravaganza uh, and they talked about reading with your senses so you can read and then think about like what would it have smelled like up on the mountain what yeah yeah that's a good North Dakota like sensory I bet you've sat around a bonfire and yeah so what would it have smelled like what would it have tasted like so trying to bring in some of those more sensory things that are more concrete for kids too yeah good idea to help them kind of Understand process a little more. Mm-hmm. Cool. Would everybody fall on their face? Yeah, yeah that'd be great. Show me, everybody. Great. <laughs> what would this have um, like? Yeah, well, lots of interesting things for our Transfiguration Sunday coming up this weekend to kick off Lent. Um, we look forward to uh, seeing you all in worship or wherever we might see you down the road. Um, but this has been a fun conversation. It's great. So, we should do Transfiguration every week. We, <laughs> maybe not, but. Uh. <laughs> Once a year is good. But uh, we will talk about it this coming Sunday for um, February 19th, 2023. This has been Wandering in the Word for Melissa, Pastor Brandy, and myself. We're glad you could join us, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us today for another Wandering in the Word podcast here at First Lutheran Church in Minot, North Dakota. 